Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? everyone this is ashley adams you're listening to house of cards we have a great show i don't know if any of you are familiar with the website pocket fives pocket fives is a great staple in the poker world the ceo of it is a longtime poker journalist his name is lance bradley and he has written a great new book it's called the pursuit of poker success and we're going to talk to him and then we have a great guest he is photogenic he is sartorially splendid and he is the new host of the world poker tour his name is tony dunst he can never fully replace mike sexton of course but he's going to be doing his job so stay tuned we'll be back after a quick break You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards with a great new offer from our friends at MyPillow. You've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep and alleviate your sore neck and back and all the special deals you can get through our show. Now, for a limited time, when you buy one MyPillow premium pillow, you can get a second one for free. That's right, free, when you use our promo code CARDS at checkout. Head on over to MyPillow.com and click on the Buy One, Get One Free link. You can choose the size of each pillow and choose the fill of each one. You get the same 60-day money-back guarantee, the same 10-year warranty, and all MyPillow pillows are made with their patented interlocking fill. That's the Buy One, Get One Free offer from MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. Don't forget to use our promo code CARDS when checking out to take advantage of this great new offer from MyPillow. That's promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Change that up for me, would you? Excuse me, Matador? Yeah. Your book's the reason I'm here. Would you sign it for me? Oh, sure. I'll just sit down and play for a little while and see what you learn. Oh, not yet. One day. Yeah? That's a problem when you've written a book about the game. Everybody knows what you're thinking. 
do they? <laughs> hey, Danny. Hey, what's up? Why don't you and TJ sit in for a while? No, thanks, man. I think I find better spots. <clears throat> Make it a thousand. Did you even look at your hand? Well, I didn't have to, because I saw you look at yours. I'm a fold. Very smart. That's one free lesson. The next one's going to cost you. <laughs> You're listening to the House of Cards. Okay, let's play some damn cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, those of you that listen to our show regularly know that we like to have luminaries from all sorts of different walks of life in the gaming and poker industry. We are fortunate to have with us today a poker journalist, maybe one of the premier poker journalists, now an author. His name is Lance Bradley, and he's written a wonderful book. I got to admit, for uh, disclosure purposes, that I just got a copy of this book online late last night and have only skimmed a little bit of it, but it's a simple and easy book to read. It's called The Pursuit of Poker Success, Learn from 50 of the world's best poker players. It's by Lance Bradley, and he's here with us now. Lance, are you there? I, I am here. I am uh, blown away and humbled by the introduction. <laughs> well, you need not be. It was perfectly accurate, I think. You have, uh, you've you've been a journalist in the poker world for, I think, 12 years or more, and uh, you're now the president and editor-in-chief of Pocket Fives, a an online site that I have long respected. I actually wrote a little bit for myself a few years ago, and I'm really happy to have you on. Why don't you give our listeners your quick version of your background and how you got into and what you've done in the poker world so they have a sense of who you are, as I already do? Sure. Um, real quick, I went to journalism school and with every intention of being a sports writer, uh, got uh, uh, interrupted a little bit by a job in the online gaming industry that uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, I spent two and a half years uh, as the poker manager for Bodog, launching their poker business. I was playing at the time, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, and that was sort of my entry into the poker world. Uh, and so rather than go into sports training, which was always sort of a career goal, uh, I took a bit of a leap of faith that, that poker had an opportunity for me that would be similar to sports writing the same type of storytelling, the same type of writing, and I've been at it ever since, and that was a little over 12 years ago, I guess. Wow. Now, just out of curiosity, Lance, are you a poker player too, or do you really not play at all? You just talk to people who play. Yeah, I mean, I live in Georgia now. Uh, there is no legal <laughs> online poker here. There is no legal casino here. Uh, there's underground games, which are great. I play in them from time to time. Um, I should say home games. There's nothing underground about them. They're home games. There's no rake. Um, but no, I don't play professionally. I don't play for a living. Uh, for me, the game is, is entirely a ton of fun. But I spend so much time with my roller pocket fives and some of the other stuff I have going on. But I, there's just no time for me to play as much as uh, I used to. Is Pocket Fives still a thriving site? And are you still very much involved in it? Yeah, I mean, the day-to-day operations are, are on me, whether it's on the content side or the, the business side. So I sort of wear two hats, uh, depending on... Uh, where we are in the in the business cycle, um, but yeah, Pocket Fives is doing great. It's uh, as more and more states here are coming on board with regulated online poker, uh, we're finding more and more opportunities to sort of expand our audience and do things on the business side, which are, is good for everybody. That's terrific. All right, let's get to your book, The Pursuit of Poker Success. Uh, how did you decide to do this project, and then? How did you decide who the 50 world's best players are? Because there are some notable omissions, and I'm just curious how you figured out which 50 to do and which people to leave off. Sure. So an important uh, note to make is this is not the 50 best players in the world. It might be, but I'm not making that 
um, that assumption. Uh, this is 50 of the world's best. And the reason it's like that is because, again, like you, you're alluding to, there are, uh, if someone was to put together a list of the best players in the world, there'd be discrepancies between my list and your list and Joe's list and Tanya's list. Um, so I just wanted to make it clear that it was 50 of the world's best, not the 50 world's best. Um, but the project itself sort of came, um, I've been talking to D&D, Poker, the publishers for a couple of years now, and they said, hey, if you've ever got an idea that you really, really like, uh, bring it to us and we'll, we'll see if there's, if there's something we can do. And uh, I was just thinking through one night some concepts and some stuff that I was thinking about, about what makes a poker player successful, what allows someone to go from uh, registering online for the first time and, and getting embarrassed in a sit-and-go or an MTT uh, to playing in Bobby's room or playing uh, 100K high rollers all over the world. And the, the, the truth is that there's no one real path. There's not... There's not a series of things you can do that will make you successful. It's, it's so personal, uh, personally independent. And I wanted to get into, with some of the more unique players in the game, exactly what their path was, some of the things they did to learn, that type of thing. I see. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more House of Cards. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. A poker face carved in marble. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host. Just for our listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Lance Bradley, who is a well-established poker journalist, and he is the author of a book, The Pursuit of Poker Success, learned from 50 of the world's best poker players. We're talking to him now. So how did you go about interviewing them? Did you know all 50 of these people and just make a list yourself and then go about calling each of them? Or did a lot of these players have to be tracked down and really cornered to answer your questions? So, I mean, there's some funny stories there. Um, the list of 50 itself, I initially had a list of And you know what? Players. Could you do me a favor? Anna. Could you slow down a little bit? Because I'm having a little sure. hard time understanding everything you're saying, so I'm thinking maybe some of our listeners may be too. Thanks. Actually came from a list of oh, around 100. I think I've said 97 uh, in some other interviews, and uh, that might be the case. But I shared it with friends, uh, other colleagues in the poker media side, and said, "Hey, who's missing? Who's not here? Um, who shouldn't be on this list? If there's anybody that I've suggested that maybe you think shouldn't be in there, let me know." And a few of them came back with some suggestions, and I rounded out the list, and eventually just said, "Okay, here's my list of roughly 100." Uh, I've got to put these in some sort of order. So using some criteria that I had, um, I just put together a list of, of 50 and started contacting each one. Uh, a lot of them I have previous relationships with through interviews and stories I've written. Uh, so that was easy. There was a few, though, that were a challenge or that I didn't have a direct connection to. Um, ben Tallarine is a great example. I don't think I've ever interviewed Ben in my career, but I really, really wanted him in the book. And I knew he was good friends with Jason Kuhn, who was also in the book and I'm also very friendly with. So at the end of the interview with Jason, I simply said, hey, do a favor. I need to get in touch with Ben. Uh, what can we do to make sure he's in the book? And Jason just said, I'll take care of it. 
uh, don't worry about it. And the next day, there was the email from Ben saying, hey, let's pick a time to do it. And sure enough, uh, off we went. But I'd say, for the most part, I have interviewed probably 47 or 48 of these players before. Wow. So you, you have, by nature of the fact that you've been with Pocket Fives, you have a good relationship with a lot of people in the poker industry. Yeah, I mean, whether it's through, uh, I've been with Pocket Fives now for almost three years, and I was with Bluff for, uh, I guess, nine just before that. So between all of that, um, I've got a pretty good relationship with most of the most people in the industry, be it on the business side or on the playing side. Do you have any funny stories from these interviews, some odd situations that developed when you were trying to talk to these folks? Uh, I mean, scheduling interviews with poker players is a task in itself. It's only because uh, the stand, my standard work schedule is, you know, 8 in the morning until 6 at night when I sit down to dinner with my family and then spend the rest of the night with them. That's very different than a poker player's schedule. Um, a lot of cases, they're not up until noon and, and getting to the card room or uh, getting to a tournament or whatever it may be. Um, so there's some, some scheduling conflicts that came up. Um, Jennifer Harmon was a great one. She uh, she agreed to do the interview and said, uh, hey, um, just call me at, at 9 o'clock Las Vegas time and we'll, we'll do it. And I was about five minutes into the interview and I had to say, hey, Jen, I'm just going to make an assumption here. Did you, did you did you just wake up? And she was like, yeah, your, your phone call woke me up. I was playing. Uh, until about three hours ago. So um, she'd come home from a session at the Bellagio and trashed on her couch and uh, waited for my call to wake her up for the interview. So I was you know, <laughs> super grateful that after such a long session and that she was still you know, waiting for the call and making time for me. That's great. Um, I want you to tell our listeners how they can really best use this book because it's not your standard strategy book. And you're not getting into, you know, a lot of personal details. So it's not like a tell-all book where you get to see behind the public image. How are listeners going to best access the information in here, do you think? Sure. Yeah, so it's not a strategy book, first and foremost. Uh, you don't want a strategy book written by me unless you're going to do everything the opposite of what I suggest. Um, but what it is, and, and I, there's a chapter at the beginning that explains how to use the book. It, you don't need to read page one through page 250 to get uh, the full scope of the book. Uh, each player, each of the 50, has a, their own chapter. And I allow them to tell their story about the things they went through, um, things they've done, things they've overcome to become successful. And the hope is that the reader at home uh, will take maybe one morsel of information from each chapter that they can apply to their own life, whether it's you know how to balance being a parent and being a poker player, or uh, what to do when a downswing just keeps punching you in the face. Uh, or what to do about learning new games or learning techniques. There's going to be little bits of information that are going to be, I think, super valuable. Uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily going to make you uh, a better poker player by reading the book, but it's definitely going to show you the path to being more successful uh, in the short and long term of your poker career, whether that's as a professional or as a guy who goes to the casino once a week to play some one-two and then hopefully make some beer money. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you heard enough stuff so that if you were to extract out some common themes or any uh, any other maybe less obvious poker themes that you could extract out having talked to all these people? I think the one thing, I mean, I approached the project with uh, a belief uh, that there was no commonality, that everybody sort of takes their own unique path, however, studying at a high level or just writing on playing. But as I concluded all of the interviews and I sort of took a step back and looked at what I had, uh, I would say 48 of the 50 all told me in some way or another that they relied heavily on a social circle that was very poker heavy. And that was either um, playing and, you know, being able to take tough spots they were in or hands they played and get a group discussion going on them later or simply being able to come home from a, a terrible day at the World Series of Poker and have three roommates who are all poker players and all completely understand what a rough day for a poker player feels like. So there was always, there was only two players that, that specifically mentioned that they did, uh, they both used the same term, oddly enough. They both talked about being lone wolves. Uh, and that was Olivia Busquet and Anthony Zeno. The rest, though, were adamant that they would not be successful today if they did not surround themselves with other like-minded poker players at some point in their career. 
I think that's something that I have heard as well, having interviewed a lot of these guys and women. Uh, absolutely right. Being in a circle of other serious poker players to talk about poker, to bang ideas off of each other. Were there any notable people you really wanted to have on your list that they just were really unwilling to cooperate? Uh, yeah, actually there was. Um, so there was one other interview that I wanted to get was one of the initial people I contacted. I've agreed not to talk about who it is, but um, they came back to sort of a um, a snotty response about how I would be defining success and how they didn't want to be next to the others in the book, uh, which was... Huh. They wanted to be special. They didn't. They, they felt that the other players in the book weren't as successful as them, which uh, I guess that person entitled to their, their own opinion. And I had one other interview I did that didn't turn out great, so I unfortunately had to uh, to move on and not not use that interview, unfortunately. How do people uh, get a copy of this book, and what website or whatever do you have that you want our listeners to know about? Uh, so first of all, you get it on Amazon. It's uh, available there. You can also get it on dnbpoker.com. They're the publishers. They're great guys. Check out pocketfives.com. Uh, for those that don't know, it's uh, it's been around for a little over 13 years now. Okay. Hey, Let's. this was great, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you again when we can hear about the great success of this book about poker success and whatever your next project may be. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. All right. Listeners, that was Lance Bradley, the author of the new book, The Pursuit of Poker Success, Learn from 50 of the World's Best Poker Players. Uh, we're going to come back right after a quick break with another guest. Stay tuned. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize. Tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast. Do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. And you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep. And that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. The hotel rooms here are very comfortable. But some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a minute to talk to you about being genius. How would you like your coffee delivered right to your door every month, maybe two times a month? Well, now that can happen with Bean Genius. Bean Genius sells freshly roasted coffee from some of the best independent coffee roasters in the country at BeanGenius.com. And Bean Genius actually learns their customers' individual taste preferences, then suggests future coffee blends for them. Well, how do they do that? Well, this is the cool thing about Bean Genius. Over at BeanGenius.com, they use an algorithm which learns the coffee flavors you like and then pairs up what you like with the coffee that they have in stock. And it's all based upon you. Every time you order, the system learns. The system learns your preferences as you go along and order more and more coffee. And now, all our listeners can get a special offer. You head on over to BeanGenius.com slash subscription, and you'll be able to get 10% off your purchase when you use our promo code PIKE, P-I-K-E, at checkout. 
That's 10% off at BeanGenius.com slash subscription with promo code PIKE, P-I-K-E. BeanGenius.com, the smart specialty coffee subscription service. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PenBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PenBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PenBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PenBets.com. That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S dot com. Stay ahead of the game with PenBets.com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at one 855 Pro Lawyers for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1-855-776-5299. Dinovite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> Order a 90-day supply of Dinovite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Free. This week at Dynavite.com. Dynavite is nutrition. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of July 16, 2018. The New York City area has its first sports book. On Saturday, July 14th, the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack opened to huge crowds when it started taking bets at 11 o'clock that morning. Given its location in East Rutherford, New Jersey, there's an estimated 12 million people living within 20 miles of the sportsbook, which is located just 12 miles from Times Square. PokerStars has entered into an agreement with World Series of Poker champion Chris Moneymaker to create a new poker tour. The Moneymaker PSPC Tour is set to kick off in California on August 4th and will travel to states like Connecticut, Maryland, and Arizona, and with one online tournament in New Jersey in September. The tour comes 15 years after Moneymaker turned $86 into $2.5 million when he won the WSOP main event. And finally, a federal judge has determined that the U.S. Postal Service has to pay an artist $3.5 million for using a picture of his sculpture of the Statue of Liberty on a stamp. So how does this relate to casinos? Well, the version of Lady Liberty they mistakenly used on their stamp was the sculpture outside of the New York, New York Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. The Postal Service admitted its mistake before retiring the stamp in 2014. Having news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgatic Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have a rising talent in the poker world. That's how I think of him. You may know him as a poker player, as a poker writer, a blogger of of great attention. He is now 
the replacement for Mike Sexton. He is the new host of the World Poker Tour. His name is Tony Dunst, and he joins us now. Tony, are you there? I'm here. Uh, Thanks for having me on today. Well, we're glad to have you on. Uh, We're sorry to see Mike go. We know that he has retired or or left the show uh, amicably, of course. And we're eager to know more about you. Our listeners are, many of them are avid poker players, gamblers of other sorts, but they may not know your background. Could you give us a few minutes about how it is you came to this uh, terrific role? I got started playing poker about 15 years ago towards the end of high school, right? When online poker was really starting to become more commonplace and more popular in culture. You know, kind of came up watching guys like Mike Sexton and Vince Van Patten on the WPT broadcast. Became immersed in the poker world at a pretty young age. Got a chance to play online for a long time and be influenced by some great players. And then uh, travel the circuit for many years and uh, play a number of events kind of across the world and so it was a great fit when I came to work for the World Poker Tour seven years ago because there is this this travel and this presentation and this mindfulness of the image to the game that we have at the World Poker Tour and it was really sort of a great pairing between the two of us so uh, you know, I was there for the last uh, six or seven years uh, while Mike and Vince hosted the show doing a segment called The Raw Deal where we discussed you know, the strategy or the behavior of players in the moment at the final table in depth. And then when Mike stepped away, as you said, uh, the, the opportunity to take over a hosting role in a co-commentator position with Vince was offered to me. Well, that's terrific. Had you done any broadcasting prior to this? No formal broadcasting prior to this. I had been a theater student in uh, Wisconsin and in Australia, and I had been doing strategy videos for a long time online. But when it came to formal broadcasting, the answer is no. Well, I got to say, you know, I talk to a lot of people. You have a great set of pipes. Did you know that all along, or is it something that you've developed as you've gone into broadcasting? Uh, I think it develops as you get into broadcasting because you have a sense of where you want to take a sentence or how you want to present yourself and your tone to an audience. And also, I think broadcasters as a whole learn to choose their words carefully and speak at a more relaxed pace. You know, people in conversation can get a little bit hurried. And if you work on camera or you work in broadcasting, you'll have producers stop you and say, hey, slow it down a little bit. Let your audience process this while you get into things. Yeah, I, I know that. And I also know that there are some things that you can't teach, which is your your basic timbre, your vocal quality. And you have a very resonant uh, voice and way of speaking. And I'm wondering if anyone before you did the WPT ever told you that you should be in broadcasting. Yeah, now and then people would make a comment like that. But I had been, I had gone down the rabbit hole of being a professional poker player for so long that for for many years I never envisioned going back to the working world or having a day job in any capacity. But yeah, now and then someone would say to me, "You you speak really well. You're very articulate. You have a nice tone. Why don't you consider something like broadcasting?" And and ironically, I had no idea how to get started. Uh, my going to work for the World Poker Tour was kind of an opportune moment and 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 uh, chance in time where I had just come back to the states after living abroad. There was this press release about the position being open, and I did the first audition slash job interview I'd had in my entire adult life. I, I think it's really funny. I mean, I talked to my mother was an anchor on CBS for many years, uh, CBS radio. And even this relatively small show, people know me as somebody who's in broadcasting. I was a union rep for the broadcasters in New England. And typically young people ask uh, who are a bit starstruck, say, well, well, what should I do to get into broadcasting? And of all the different things I've told them, I don't think I ever, ever considered, well, you know, you should try to make it as a professional poker player, develop your poker chops, become an expert, and then, over time, somebody may offer you an opportunity to do broadcasting as a professional poker player. I think your your path is probably unique and terrific. Um, have you found... Yeah, that's absolutely right. Thank you. 
Yeah, I just think it's really cool. Have you found that your broadcasting, your job with the WPT, has seriously cut into or even eliminated your profession as a professional poker player, or can you do the two things at the same time? No, actually, they pair together very nicely because the WPT would like to present me as something of an expert or a very seasoned veteran of the game. And so being a part of that game, continuing to play, being part of the conversation about how the game is changing strategically or how the game is evolving is very important to my role, as well as just communicating with the players in general so we know what they're thinking and how they feel about our tour. Um and I enjoy the competitive element that I find difficult to replace anywhere else from tournament poker because when you get deep in a poker tournament, it's a very unique and exciting and uh, just an emotional rush that I can't quite find any any comparison for. I mean, I guess athletes who play the game or you know deep in the playoffs or yes. something probably know exactly what that feeling is like, but... You know, most moments in life, the decisions you make uh, are not that impactful. But when you're deep in a poker tournament, they have this enormous impact on how your year is going to go, how your career is going to go sometimes. Yes, I think that's true. Uh, along those lines, Tony, I'm wondering if you becoming the host of this show has changed in any way your relationship with any of your fellow poker players, any of your peers on the tour. Has it changed it at all, do you think? Most definitely. When I first came on with the World Poker Tour, I was doing the Raw Deal Strategy segment, which demanded a very critical tone at times towards some of the plays and players that we saw at our final tables. And so most people were pretty cool about it, but at times there could be tension if I publicly criticized somebody in this, as I said, very major moment in their lives. Of course, that can be a little bit sensitive. Um, now, as I transition into a host and co-commentator role, I think it's important to be very respectful. I would say, you know, more subtle to, to smooth out the edges in a way. Um, you still want to bring your honest interpretation of what's going on to the commentary, but also your relationship with the players and your relationship with the audience and with the brand is important in such a way that you, you really get along with everyone. You know, I think as you probably and can testify, um, working in, in entertainment it prioritizes your relationships with people, how you work with people, because you're going to spend so much time with them. And so I try and be very mindful of that going forward in this new role. Yes, I, I think that changing your perspective to be uh, having to be much more thoughtful and positive about your relationships can actually help you at the poker table because I, I find that that affect of friendly positivity at the table is good for the game. And even though some people maybe make their stock in trade being confrontational or obnoxious uh, and they maybe have a brand by doing that, I found over the years that you know that, that makes the game tougher for you. But people are, are, are eager to beat you, playing their best against you if you're an obnoxious SOB as opposed to being a friendly, uh, engaging, engaging player. But I, I wanted to ask you a few more questions uh, that I think our listeners might be interested to. You've had a lot of experience online. You've had great success. You've also had quite a bit of experience playing live uh, as a tournament player, as a cash player all over the world. What would be your general assessment in today's world where the U.S. market is pretty much black? Of course, we do have New Jersey, we do have Nevada, we do have Delaware, but it's pretty much black. Uh, what's it like? To t how would you characterize the differences between online play today and cash game uh, brick-and-mortar play? That's a great question. Um, one strange thing that's going on with the evolution of poker across both the United States and the global landscape right now is for a long time, American players were very cutting edge. Poker was very common in our culture. A ton of us were playing online. We were some of the earliest adopters of online poker. Um, but all of a sudden in 2011, as you mentioned, we experienced essentially a blackout, and now only a few states can play. And so... 
the the next the would be next generation of young poker players cannot come along, cannot build a bankroll, and cannot involve cannot evolve at the speed that their competition across you know across borders can. So a lot of the best players right now are coming out of Europe, are coming out of South America, where I am right now because we're expanding. We're about to do an event in Uruguay. Um, are coming out of Asia, where Players who are in their late teens and early 20s can still play online. And these are people that have, you know, all day, six or seven days a week that they can consume themselves with playing poker and getting better at the game. Well, the young players in the United States now have to come up mostly in, in local cash games or in odd tournaments here and there. So that doesn't mean that it's impossible for a young American to make their way up the game now, but it does mean it's much more difficult and that they have to be far more proactive about improving their game and finding resources to, to learn from than the guys five to eight years ago. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards with a great new offer from our friends at MyPillow. You've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep and alleviate your sore neck and back and all the special deals you can get through our show. Now, for a limited time, when you buy one MyPillow premium pillow, you can get a second one for free. That's right, free, when you use our promo code CARDS at checkout. Head on over to MyPillow.com and click on the Buy One, Get One Free link. You can choose the size of each pillow and choose the fill of each one. You get the same 60-day money-back guarantee, the same 10-year warranty, and all MyPillow pillows are made with their patented interlocking fill. That's the Buy One, Get One Free offer from MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. Don't forget to use our promo code CARDS when checking out to take advantage of this great new offer from MyPillow. That's promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. 
Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. Uh, Listeners, we're talking to Tony Dunst, who's the new host of the World Poker Tour. You mentioned resources. A lot of young people ask me, they say, you know, what should I do to get better? I'm very old school. I grew up on reading books, um, magazines and the like. Since then, of course, we have all the online trading sites. We have Twitch. We have Twitter. We have YouTube videos. We have uh, all sorts of opportunities. Where would you point the new up-and-coming player who wanted to learn aggressively? Where would you tell them to go? Sure. You know, if somebody was brand new to poker, wanted to get a good sense of the game, you know, strategy foundation, of course, I'd recommend something like Learn WPT, which is the service we provide at the World Poker Tour. But as somebody, you know, evolves further and further up the game, now you start looking at guys who have cut their teeth. Uh, playing in these high stakes poker tournaments and who have released, you know, training site, um, uh, uh, products, guys who have done, uh, essentially a lot of work with technology and software that can simulate millions and millions of hands and write articles about what those simulations have taught them. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of people are making videos on YouTube. To be honest, I'm not watching those videos and consuming them in a way that I used to when I was coming up in the game. So if someone says to me right now, who's making the best material out there? Who's making the best coaching videos? Who's writing the best, the best product about poker right now? I'm probably not the best guy to answer that question. Um, I'm, I'm a better guy to answer the question for how a new player can get started and come up in the game, but to truly be cutting edge, as I said, in a way, a lot of that's going on in Europe, or a lot of it's going on in circles of poker players who get to know each other, trust each other, and then share resources. So that doesn't mean that it's a closed game. It's a very inclusive game, but it also means that, as I said before, a young American player needs to be very proactive and very diverse in the way they seek out sources to learn. Right. I get that. Uh, you are an expert on something that in the last two minutes of our show I'd like you to talk a little bit more about, and that is the World Poker Tour. Can you tell us some of the venues some of the venues you're going to be covering this year that we should be looking out for? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're really excited about some of the international expansion we're doing this year. Uh, I'm in Argentina right now preceding our first-ever televised event in South America, which is going to be in Punta del Este next week. Uh, then in January, we have an event coming up in Germany and Berlin for our first time. But we also have a lot of other great regular stops on the tour that we're really excited about. Uh, in November, for example, we have uh, up in Montreal, we go to um, Playground Poker Club on the outskirts of town, yeah, which is great one club. of the best poker that I've club. ever been to. Oh, you, you've been to that spot? That's I, a great one. I have. It's a wonderful place. They give you food and drink. And uh, you got a lot of very casual players there. It's a wonderful environment. It's big. It's got big ceilings. Wonderful place. And in a great city as well. Uh, and then in December, we have uh, one of our remaining $10,000 buying events at the Five Diamond in Bellagio. Bellagio. So this is kind of yeah. one of the premier events of the season. We get a lot of the you know top talent in poker. Some of the big name pros come out for that one. It always is a great for TV kind of event. So that takes us through you know end of 2017, yeah. early 2018. But uh, we also recently announced our dates for the stuff coming up in spring, so a lot in store. 
That's terrific. One last thing before we close. Did Mike Sexton give you any advice for uh, how to be comfortable in that chair? You know, Mike is one of those guys who often sets an example and carries himself in a certain way instead of telling people how it is they should act and think. And I really admire that about him. Um, You know, a lot of people will try and tell you how to think about things, whereas Mike just carried himself in a way that I think inspired a respect amongst peers and inspired an attitude for the way you present the game, present the image of the game, and treat the players around you. Well, that's great. I will take that as a no. Uh, <laughs> my producer no, writes yeah, a nothing, note. Nothing super direct. No, there wasn't that movie moment where he pulls me aside and he's like, now look, kid, you know, it's <laughs> got to be this way, and then you'll, now you know the secret to poker forever. No, he's not you know, that guy, and uh, I really do respect that, though. I mean, Mike was the first poker celebrity I ever met, and it made such an impression on me that he was at this big party and everyone was bothering him with hands. And he took the time to be with every single person, myself included. So, you know, that kind of thing really sticks with you. I remember him, too, just uh, very quickly. I met him first in 1993 at Foxwoods mm-hmm. Resort Casino. We had the World Poker Finals, which was the attempt out on the East Coast to have a East Coast version of the World Series of Poker. And uh, I was in the media tournament, which he graced us with. He he sat in on it. And I remember as a young 30-something coming up to him afterwards and saying, so so, um, do you have any advice for those of us that play one to five seven-card stud, which is what I was playing? And he said, well, you got to keep your eye on the rake. He said, if you make a big score, I suggest you leave and go up to play 5-10. Those were his words of wisdom, and I've never forgotten them. Uh, very useful. Well, you know, you've been just re- very engaging, Tony. I'm looking forward to your career and uh, looking forward to your coverage of the World Poker Tour. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my pleasure, Ashley. Thanks again for inviting me. Okay, take care. That'll do it for House of Cards. Listeners, come back in a week. Until then, good day and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.